speak moron as well as you, but let me try. What the hell is supposed to do, you moron? It's a moron. That's not against the law. Gun! You fucking moron! I stop like Batman. Because he is Batman, you moron. What are you, a fucking moron? Ah! You moron! Drop dead. Moron. Stepping morons like yourself. Be down, you moron! A hey, moron! Is that not what we're doing these in this generation though? We allow technology to bring up the kids. Well, it's just the same though, like it's just that there's technology now. Like my parents let WWE wrestling figures bring me up in my imagination. Same thing. Just go up to your room and play with your toys. Now it's go up to your room and watch your iPad or whatever. Mm-hmm. Same shit. Parents were lazy when we were young too. And we, well, what's funny though is when we were young, like if I pissed my mum off at like four or five o'clock, she basically shoved me at the front door and said, "Come back at nine or when the lights come on." When the lights come on, that was mine too. Like, you just oh, had to like roam this. You just roamed the streets, like not penny in your pocket, like just walking about looking for folk today stuff. Way knocking on doors. Aye, uh, <laughs> I think the the Wayne still getting used to go for somebody. You chat with don't say that you coming out. The Wayne no. still go for Wayne's like surely no. No. I don't, absolutely not. It's phone calls arranged, dropped off. Like Aye. they didn't okay. have to go anywhere. But I have this discussion quite a lot actually because if you so obviously I've got Caden's fourteen, and he most of his interaction comes at gaming with his friends. But all the stuff that they play is designed to play in separate houses. Aye. So the games are not designed for them to sit side by side in a room and play split screen like we did with old Goldeneye. Oh, oh, they were the best games, like four years in a room, like while playing that. Ah, I remember my favourite thing I used to do was a guy just along the street from me, and we used I used to carry my big fucking huge bulky nineteen inch telly and my computer along to his house, and we'd run a wire between the two so we could play each other at Command and Conquer. Right. But you would be sitting like in the same room, or the cable would be running across the landing, and one of us would be lying down in the landing there, so you couldn't see each other's screens. <laughs> but but now it's a case that it's like <clears throat> oh, if I want to play FIFA against my mate, like I want to use we want to use an ultimate team, so we we, we stay in separate hussies at that point and there yeah. or play Warzone where you have to be in different consoles and different areas. God, me and Neely spent a full summer doing a Panathinaikos versus Olympiakos uh, champ man without fucking didn't he see sunlight for a full fucking summer holidays. <laughs> Yeah, tell you what, the most infuriating person to ever play Chat Manly was Burnsy by an absolute country mile. <laughs> that one, that Burnsy, you remember that time me, you, and Lusty done a, a, a save? It was a trio save. Uh, online. I can't remember that vaguely, but online. And when you would like do your party, you'd hit space and it would tell you how, like, if the other person had hit the space bar to move to the next day. And once two of you had hit the space bar, the third person got 10 minutes. And it'd become a countdown. And you'd be sitting there, <laughs> nine and a half minutes later, your phone and burns you like, hurry up, fuck up. <laughs> burns is scouring the under-18s Moldovan League looking for a wee gem. <laughs> I remember when me and Dave used to play, actually, I had a computer, and Dave never. So like, he would always come into my bit and we would play on the computer and all that. But like, when he wasn't there, we obviously we still wanted to play it. So like, he would phone my house and that, and I would sit and like, <laughs> day commentary for his games and that and then like he would tell me what team to pick and I'd, I'd like we do his starting 11 and everything and he would put full trust in me and I, and I never ever done the dirty on him just sitting there for hours on end question <laughs> is would, would he have stitched you up Sean 
No, because we both took it really, really seriously. Clearly. I can't slag you off. I was the exact same. I can still remember loads of my players from my past Nyakos team. God. Emmanuel Elisa Davey was my superstar. Mind him. Lisa Davey, wow. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know if you ever played for Panathinaikos, but remember uh, Agahawa? Yes. Julius. Julius Agahawa. He was Agahawa. an absolute gem on that 0 one Oh, what a game. I still play FM to this day. Like, I still consistently play it daily. I blame that game on the fact that I was like near enough acing on my standard gauge in the prelims to have if I can dump it fives to a couple of subjects come <laughs> exam time. <laughs> well, study leave no argument. I'm fucking taking fucking some Stennis some team up to the leagues and chat man up to two o'clock in the morning doing that. That was it. I was uh, I was texting Sean a week or two ago, basically greeting about my save because my file had corrupted and I save had been playing for weeks and weeks. Absolutely devastated. I'm 35 year old. <laughs> <laughs> I had to, uh, I genuinely had an addiction issue with it when I was younger. I had to get rid of my laptop and everything. Like it was every moment in my spare time was on the laptop playing football manager. It was disgusting. There's actually a book called Football Managers in My Life, which I read and that made me stop playing. But uh, there's loads of interesting stuff on that, like football managers used in reasons for divorce fairly often in the UK. Cited as a reason for divorce. Quite funny. It is very obsessive. Like I find myself just sitting. At, but it's funny trying to explain it to someone. So if anyone's listening who's not played football manager, it is literally a spreadsheet, isn't it? It's a fancy spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. Joe, funny contrast. Obviously, the film we're going to talk about. Think about all these things we've got to occupy ourselves at all times to go and what these guys are going to do. Imagine sitting with nothing to ever look mm-hmm. at or be entertained by in your whole life every day. Yeah. Would you ever wake up? I would never, I would never wake up. I'd just sleep. What else you going to do, really? Because like, I was talking, I was at work recently, I was talking to someone about how much time people spend on social media and on their devices. And this person at, at the place where she worked opened her phone and checked her average time on her phone because she couldn't, she said, I've never ever looked at it. And she averaged just under 11 hours a day on her phone. Fuck me. 11 <laughs> hours a day. And seven and a half hours of that were TikTok. That's insane. That's and insane. I said, you spend, you spend a working shift on TikTok every day. Let's get on TikTok. We need to be on TikTok. That's the way forward. I reckon we leave that to Burnsy. I was going to say, I think that's, is that not for like young folk? Are we not too old for that? Well, it didn't stop uh, one of the actors in this movie, did it? I, I didn't actually know any of the stuff that you're going to tell about him. That's I went, so I'm looking forward yeah. to finding out. Yeah, we'll get to it when he comes up in the topics. Let's uh, let's introduce the movie then, guys. Thank you very much for listening to another episode of More Interview Movie 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 Movies. Jesus fuck, we always make mistakes. I say we, it's usually me. Um, we are having a much better week this week than we did last week because this week we've not allowed Hunter to select the movie. Uh, this week we are doing the Green Mile. Who selected the Green Mile? Me. Me. That's really helpful. <laughs> as, if, as if it, I mean, by this point, if people are still listening, what's this episode hundred and something? They should know. You might have a first time listener, Daniel, and no one recognises your voice. For, for a new listener, I'm Daniel. 
We started off by like randomly talking about football manager without any context for two minutes. Now we're not worried about continuity, fuck's sake. <laughs> Seven minutes at the recording, but we're now worried about what people are listening to. They've definitely clicked off at this point. Uh, but the Green Mile, out in 1999, um, a movie that lasted well over three hours. I say well over nine minutes, over three hours. Uh, the lives of guards on death row are affected by one of the charges, a black man accused of child murder and rape, yet who has a mysterious gift. Uh, 27th in the highest rated movies ever on IMDb. So it'll be interesting to see which person shits all over this the most. Uh, Daniel. Well, you've already sort of summed up my feelings, my, my worries, sorry, about this, is that Sean watched it in a bad mood after having to hurry home for the Indian and then do it at his lunch or that. And he's going to come in and say, this was shite, I didn't get it, or something. <laughs> um, I, I, I didn't think... even get to finish my gallop jamming. <laughs> oh, gallop jamming. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> I'm sorry, continue. No, no, that's fine. But uh, I, I very much like this film. Last week we spoke a bit about comfort films. And this would be one of mine. I've watched it loads and loads of times. Um, was this a first time watch for anybody here before I go on? Yep. So, oh, Not okay. That's what I'm most interested about because this is one of those films that nearly everyone's seen. The fact that Burnsy's seen it before is amazing. Aye. Aye. I don't really remember it though, so pretty much it kind of was a first time because I couldn't, like a lot of it was pure new for me. I must have. Anyway, I'll let you go. Is that a moron's first that we've got a film that Bonzi has seen but someone else hasn't? Possibly. But sure. For those that are listening for the very first time, that person that said me for the first watch is Sean. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever we need to say anything now, do we declare our names first? Just yeah. <laughs> yeah, fuck it, why not? I'm Bonzi. We'll names as well. <laughs> uh, but I absolutely love this film. I think... Um, but being over three hours long, when it finishes, I could still have had more of it. Like it, it, it never, it never drags in for me. It keeps there's so many different little stories going on. So there's obviously there's the one overarching story, which is basically about Tom Hanks, um, and his character. Really, that's what it's about. Him being an old man and going back and telling you the story. But within that, there's the wee story about the mouse, and there's the the murder background for um, big. What's his name? Michael Clark Duncan. Big uh, Coffee. John yep. Coffee. Um, and I like the drink. I like the, like the drink. Always spelled different. And that's one of those things. There's so many iconic lines in this as well. Um, but I so there's a thing with him and the murder, which you get to see in the flashback. I know that Bonzi loves a flashback, so I'm interested to hear about what he thought about the way they've done it in this. And then to get like the Wild Bill character, which is one part funny, but also really sinister at the same time. Like, Stephen King's got a real talent for this of of managing to draw the line where you would never quite believe up until later on that he's so evil. Like you obviously you think he's a bit of a, a bit of a weirdo and he's quite funny and all that, but then that that evil comes out later. Um, and it's not really a twist; it's just builds up towards the villain that taking the mask away, sort of thing. And uh, you've got Percy, who's also an evil bastard. There's loads of horrible little cunts in this. Um, and aye, it's great. I just think it's got a great balance. I think it's funny. I think it's heartwarming. 
Did anybody cry? Yep. Nope. Nope. I was close. Oh. You were close, Bonzi? Mm-hmm. I, I, was, I was close this time. I, I, because I've watched it so many times, it's hard. But the first time I watched it, I was a bubbling mess at the end. So oh, I like, think that because I've watched this several times, it got me more emotional when I was watching it. So when they bring John Coffey in first, that had me going straight away because he starts talking and I felt, I was like, fuck, I know what happens. And then that's that I'm fucking tearing up and I'm crying. Because I knew what was coming. That was the parts that I could remember, but a lot of the bits throughout the film, I couldn't. For some of you, because you knew what was going to happen next, and that's where it's a hitch you more. Whereas it's the first time watching, you wouldn't as much because you would still be taking it in. Good point. Like, oh, but he's such a wonderful character, eh? and he's like played perfectly. There's no one, else, no other human being in the world could have played that character. Like, I know we have if to. If you were to guess at who was approached about it before him, who would you say? Uh, Bill Murray. Who said Bill Murray? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I was bunting. <laughs> Bill Murray. Uh, I can say it, it wasn't Bill Murray. Daniel, who did you say? Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille O'Neal was one of the two. Oh. Um, Terry Crews. Nope. Dwayne Thanks. Johnson. <laughs> Dwayne Johnson, nope. Um, uh, Ving Rhames. Oh, what's he? Who's he again? He's famous, but I can't remember who he is. He gets pumped in Pulp Fiction. Yes. Okay. But no, this <laughs> would only this would only have worked way that there's only one person could do this because it's it's absolutely fucking perfect. Like he's mm-hmm. perfect at it. He's like such it's such a good performance. Like it blows my mind. Don't know if he won any Oscars or that, but like best supporting actor then. That was back when the Oscars were still quite racist, so he probably didn't get, even get nominated. Back when I well, the movie itself on. never won any Oscars. So it was, it was nominated for Best Picture, Best Actor in a Supporting Role for Michael Clark Duncan. There you go. Um, best Writing Screenplay and Best Sound. Um, I'll load up quickly to see who won Best Actor in a Supporting Role because... There was quite a um, that was the same year as the Sixth Sense. So Haley Joel Osment was nominated alongside Jude Law and Tom Cruise, but Michael Caine won for the Cider House Rules. Don't think I've ever seen that, so I can't really comment. Yeah. But what interesting though is Tom Hanks wasn't nominated. Uh, I I don't think I don't think he's outstanding in it. Like I think that this movie is more about the whole eclectic cast, if you know what I mean. Like. I know that he's technically the lead, but it, it feels like there's multiple leads within it, depending on which part of the story they're telling at the time. Um, like, chasing the mouse about and spending a lot of time chasing the mouse and then emptying out the old um, isolation room, and then that all builds up to them having to put Percy in there later. I mean, everything like foreshadows what's going to come later on. Yeah. That's why it's such a clever film. Like It took me See, when you're younger and you watch stuff, you don't quite understand why you like something so much. But this, it, it guides you along so subtly towards where you're going. And, like, see when you hear Michael Clark Duncan saying when he first helps Tom Hanks with his urine infection. And he was like, mm-hmm. I took it back. And he uses that line. 
it makes you flash back to when he had the two dead girls in his arms. He's like, I tried to take it back, I tried to take it back. So initially in the story, you're thinking, oh, he's got too angry and he was regretful. But in reality, he was trying to save them. Like, just, there's so many wee things like that. Um, the bit, the, the one bit that I've got a feeling that can maybe lose people, I still ask to like it, but see when he gets taken out and he goes and saves the, the, the warden's wife for the brain mm-hmm. cancer and all that. It, it, it zags on a wee bit, I think, um, if I was to have any sort of critical view on it. But apart from that, I think it's pretty perfect. How how good is she in the acting for that? Mm-hmm. Uh, two different people. Like, two completely different people. It's brilliant. Um, bye. Everyone, all the support in it, it's good. Um, the wee fucking creep, Doug Hutchison's even good. But... He's, he is perfectly, a, he plays a sleazy wee bastard, and as obviously, as we'll, we'll talk about later, he is a sleazy wee bastard. Has anyone ever seen the X-Files episode, Tombs? No. No. Oh, no. I recommend it to everybody, but he plays a guy who can, like, stretch and get into your house by, like, getting in your little nooks and crannies and get in and kill you, and then he eats your liver. And he's a creepy, horrible bastard in that as well. Aye. So everyone plays their parts perfectly in this, I think. What did you think, Sean, as a first-time watcher? Uh, given the circumstances, as you can imagine, like it's, to be honest, I started it with a mindset of like just fucking get through this. Uh, but I actually did enjoy it. And like when I texted you last night saying that I could hardly keep my eyes open, I was just out of being tired. It wasn't down to like not enjoying it at all. Uh, my original thinking was that this was a film, because I always had, I knew that the film was set in a prison and I always just assumed that it was like similar to like Shawshank Redemption, that there's all these different characters there's all these like, there's going to be all this kind of like normal kind of stuff happening in a film that you get that's set in a prison but whereas what I liked about this is it's literally like, what, like four or five cells there's not that many characters that you actually need to keep up with in that uh, I never thought I would be absolutely glued to a film about a fucking mouse uh, that looked a bit more like a rat to me than it did a mouse, but that's maybe just me. Uh, it didn't feel like a three-hour-long film, probably because I watched it over three sittings, but that was only just due to circumstances. But like it, it, even last night when I watched the kind of bulky at two hours, it, it never really dragged in. As as you said there, like that, in terms of the characters, that. Percy, the warden's was he the warden's son or warden's nephew? Uh, the governor's or, nephew. Aye. Nephew, that was it. Uh, uh, he, uh, he was just like very, very dislike, dislikable. Unlikable. Mm-hmm. Unlikable. It was very unlikable, which he was meant to be. So like, I, I just liked that. I don't know what I'm trying to portray here, but <laughs> you knew who the good guys and who the bad guys were. Like The yeah. other one with the Billy the Kid tattoo. He was an absolutely vile, like he kept pissing on people. And then, was that mm-hmm. shit that he chucked at his mouth from one of no, the prison guys? Pie. Was it? Yes. I, thought it I thought it was shit. So there's a, there's a wee scene earlier on where he, he gives uh, the Janner a penny for his moon pie. And then it. Oh, right. I, didn't even, I didn't even cross my mind that. I actually thought it was shit. It would have been better if it was shit. He was a horrible <laughs> wee fun. Uh, as you can imagine, I didn't have any idea going into the, this film about any of the, of the kind of supernatural goings on, as we'll say. So you, 
using pretty much no my feelings and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I kind of normally switch off, and I did kind of switch off a bit uh, when they went to the warden's house. Like you've got like John Coffey just standing in the back of this pickup truck in the night, and he's like eight yeah. foot tall. Just I just and then he goes in, and he, I just thought that's a bit kind of silly. And then when he took Percy and he grabbed the hoodie's neck, and then he like whatever they done to him and all these wee things intertwined between their mouths. I was like, I was, I was trying not to like think in my head, this is just fucking stupid. But I just went with it and I'm quite glad I did. But I did enjoy it. I'll, well, I'll probably will watch it again in kind of better circumstances. Actually, when I said to Laurie about this, she was like, oh, I've seen the Green Mail loads of times. It's my sister's favourite film. I was like, oh, do you want to watch it with me then? And she was like, no. Nah. So I was like, oh, this is going to be shit. <laughs> Uh, so I would like to watch it where I'm more have more of a kind of clear head, and I'm not just thinking get through this, get through this, get through this. What time do I need to go go to bed? I, I forgot to bed the now, I'll get so many hours sleep or whatever. Uh, but for the circumstances that I watched it, I I, I did enjoy it, uh, and I like to be bit at the end where Tom Hanks, as an old man, was saying how he's 108, or was it 109, whatever it was. Uh, and the wee mouse is still alive because John Coffey's left party or then whatever it was. I, I thought that was quite nice to tie it up and things like that. But I, I, I totally know what I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be like a pure fucking jail film, just hundreds of characters, jail politics, prisoner politics, all that shit. But I was pleasantly surprised in that aspect, uh, and I did fair enjoy it. Nice. I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised by that. It would be good to obviously, obviously, whatever you score it day that if, if you do have a free week or whatever, we've done something that to get what your rewatch under your with a clear mind to see if your score would go up or down. Just watch it straight to the start to finish with a fresh mind. Ah, yeah, it's probably a film that I would that more even just me. I, I think that a lot of people would need to watch again to probably appreciate it. Like, I like the setting and everything like that. Like it, visually, it was really good. And as I said, this, it, it didn't feel like a slog watching it or anything like that, but I, I do still feel there's maybe some bits that I've maybe missed. Like Daniel just mentioned there, I thought the boy spat shit out of his mouth, but he said it was the... Yep. So, like, like again, it is just kind of wee things like that, but... Like I, I will definitely watch it. I'll not be anytime soon, right enough. But it is one that I would that I would definitely give another watch. Have any of you ever had a urine infection? By the way? no, by looks no. Uh, Oh no. yeah, fuck. I remember. Well, I think this was where it was. But I remember when I was like, it's been like fifteen, sixteen maybe, and I went to go for a pish, and I, I swear to God, I've never been in so much pain in my life. And I was like, what the fuck? So like, I was like, right. I, I don't know what that is, so I just left it. And then I went to go for a pee again, and it happened again, and it was like just pure... It was like trying to like piss out glass, and I thought, right, I'm going to need to say to my mum here. So my <laughs> mum's a nurse, I thought, I thought she'll know. So I just went to my mum, and I was like, mum, anytime I go to pee, like it's excruciatingly, excruciatingly sore. And she was like, have you had sex? And I was like, no, which I had me. I was a virgin. And then after I got over that hurdle, I uh, got some antibiotics and it was gone for a few days. But it was fucking agony. I've no idea how I got out of that, but it was fucking agony. Jesus. 
Nice way. You're an infection segue there. Yes. Aye. Aye. <laughs> oh, I can I can imagine the concern that your mum did have though given the school that you went to. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> see but see when you said to your mother, no, you hadn't had sex, did she look slightly disappointed in you? She spat in my face. She <laughs> spat moon pie in your face. <laughs> she goes, get a fucking grip of yourself. <laughs> Get off that computer. Get away from David. <laughs> Get away from David. <laughs> That's a name that speaks. <laughs> oh, it's funny. Uh, but uh, I just thought I'd share that with you. No, please don't share the urine infection with us. It's no, it's no I, I, don't worry. I, I, I do not have John Coffey's powers. <laughs> Uh, to pass or take things away from you, whatever it was. But uh, I just thought, I just, I'll, I'll always remember that as one of the serious things ever. Well, Sean, you are more than welcome to come round to me and feel my crotch at any point. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you're all right. <laughs> uh, who wants to go through their thoughts in the Green Mile next? Or urine infections, whatever you or put, either one. talk about. Or or if you're sexually active at the same time as Sean was. <laughs> <laughs> but I wasn't sexually active at 16. <laughs> when were you sexually active? I don't know why I'm asking that. Uh, I was 18. When I lost my virginity at 18 year old. How was it? <laughs> <laughs> no as good as a urine infection. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, did you like the film, Bonzi? I did that. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was. I think this happens quite often. If there's lots of lots of giggles, I'm the one that has to bring some decorum. But it's a struggle sometimes when I can see all your faces. Um, can you can you give us your yeah. thoughts on the films, and then can you give us an embarrassing story about yourself, please? Yes. Uh, Let's go with the movie. Sorry, right. <laughs> no, I'm just going to be thinking all these embarrassing embarrassing story. Anyway, as um, I think with this is like, although I did watch, I think when I did watch the film, obviously it was before we did the start of this movie club, and my attention span was probably zero. So a lot of the time, I'd probably had a film, might have had a film, might have had this film on, but didn't obviously pick up all of this stuff. So I'm definitely glad it got picked. Um, I did watch it over two sittings similar to Sean just because I thought there was that much going on that I wasn't going to enjoy it as much if I just did it on, on one go so I'm definitely glad I did that because I really enjoyed it as well um, what the points you've already said about how I thought the two, ma- two main actors were class about it um, another thing I did spot is like it didn't it didn't seem as if it was like which was beneficial for me. This is setting about maybe set in the 1930s, I think. It didn't feel like nitty year old at all to me, which definitely helped because I've quite often I've said on these that I've seemed to have this thing about if a film set that far in the past and, is, and it's actually accurate about that time scale, that it just doesn't hit right for me. Whereas probably partly because it's obviously based in, <coughs> based in jail and that, then obviously there's not, there's not going to be. The cells are obviously a lot different, but it's not as if you're seeing a lot of the major difference between then and 
and now to an extent too. Um, I felt as if you on a full, you felt as if you went on a journey throughout the film, um, and the, the interaction between Paul and John were were always done perfectly. Just with the, just even when he was like, even when he was calling him boss all the time, and you could see the way. I think it was the way that, uh, the actor played John. It was even just his facial expressions. But you felt like loads empathy for him as throughout it, really. Um, it was written really well. I wouldn't say there was any, even though it was three hours, there wasn't really any parts that I could say, oh, that that should have been taken out to make it a bit shorter or whatever. I didn't even think of the bit about how Daniel had said about going to the the person's wife. I can't remember what his role in the film was. He's obviously one of the, the heads or whatever. Um. Personally, as well, he came across as a really annoying little man, but obviously that was what was supposed to come across. So again, that was done. That one's got that one's done good as well. And like I said before, is the the scene at the end is because I remember that part specifically. Then did sort of feel myself sort of nearly holding back. Well, was holding back tears, nearly crying watching that. But just because you knew what was going to, knew what was coming, and Obviously, he just felt for John how, like, he just didn't want to be in the world of how he saw it because he just thought it because he would rather be rather be dead, basically. Oh, Danny, I'm going to I'm going to go again. See when he doesn't want the hood on because he, he's scared of the dark. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. man, like, like fucking baby. Like you say, Daniel was like that. There's like that's another thing. It's like obviously at the very start when he says about afraid of the dark. Obviously, the the warden's all looking at him, thinking like. Well, I'm assuming at that point they were thinking, is he taking the piss out of us? I don't know if you thought the same. Aye, maybe aye. Um, whereas obviously at the end, he obviously refers back to that, and obviously they can they they've he's he's obviously just been that normal and nicer guy throughout it, and then obviously they know what the real story is too. So, uh, there was a lot of there's a lot of bits that refer you back to previous bits in the film, which I thought was really. Really well done as well, and real well written. So, not really got anything bad to say about it. I wouldn't say at all. How brutal was the like? See when Percy forgot to, uh, well, we say forgot. He purposely didn't wet the sponge. Aye, and the book that was brutal. Yeah. Imagine Aye, that dying like that. I mean, I that's kind of you see obviously what uh, Tom Hanks' character says to me like, I'm going to make you sit and this is what you wished for when you forgot to put that on. I'm going to sit and make you actually watch this. You need to suffer as much as everyone else in this room because it's your doing. Like, it's just a... Like, I think, obviously, that's a different level of sinister to obviously to what Wild Bill and stuff like that's done, but it's still on some levels just as bad. I mean, wanting to... He was obviously getting some form of enjoyment out of that, and it's, mm-hmm. it's just... It's just different levels of evil that you can't, as a what I regard myself as a normally sane person, to even try and comprehend that. It just doesn't even be thinking about like even trying to understand what may go through someone's mind because there will be people, although there might not be two stories out there of it happening or whatever, but there will be people who think along the lines and want to actually inflict pain on folk and enjoy it. Aye, I mean, in these positions of power, I guarantee there's still people that take these jobs just to be able to sort of rule over people and be fucking... Aye, it's like, how can I get away with harming people? I don't want to go to jail. That's, I'll just punish the people that are in jail and then just use my badge as my fucking excuse to get away with stuff. 
Ah, it's, it's strange. Like, I always find that sometimes I think it would be a better idea. See, the police, you were just selected randomly put a hat. Because I feel like if you want to be a policeman, you're usually a dick. It should just be thrust upon you. <laughs> like, randomly. Like, how we used to have what they call national service, but instead of, like, being in the army, you've got to be, go be in the police for two years instead. Yes. Uh, that's and that it. way it's constantly evolving, so you're not getting guys that use a trust. And I know, we know it's still happening, obviously, with what's happened in London with police officers down there recently, that you wouldn't then get guys to build up a career and then even like with, you see things like line of duty, I mean that's obviously there's not it's just not off able that somebody's sort of off the top of their head. These people are, are still in power of abusing their power for wrong still. Oh, you took that and I'm wet harder. Like I was just making a wee sort of joke and you went fucking full in like question thing here, that was class. <laughs> <laughs> but down with the corrupt cops. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's it. That's the name of this week's podcast, Downward Club Cops. <laughs> Hunter spends a lot of just time on the road reading a lot of things. Fuck the police. Yeah, Fuck. that, there we go. <laughs> Fuck Percy, more like accurately in this one. He is. Uh, it's good, well, to be fair, the name's going to come up from the fact that Doug Hutchison is a fucking creep. Like, I, would, I feel like we need to slander him in the name of the podcast after they did a bit of... You take it away, mate, because I actually don't know anything about the guy. So obviously he's a creepy weirdo, right? And you can sort of tell by his face. Percy. Percy. In real life, his name's Doug Hutchison, right? The actor. And what he did was he met, he started meshing this 15-year-old lassie online to get to be her acting coach. This is what apparently he would do. He would message young lassies saying, I'm going to give you acting lessons. And then... He just got involved with our family and managed to get the mum to get permission for them to marry her when she turned 16. So Fuck. she was 16 and he was 51 when they got married. And he just went totally public with it. Like, he didn't hide it or that. He would, like, take it to the red carpet and, like, fucking... It was mental. So then all this other stuff's came out since then. So this was, like, 10 years ago they got married. She's now divorced him. Um... But he controlled like everything about her life. She couldn't go. She didn't have any bank cards or anything in her name. She didn't have. She couldn't like sign for anything. She couldn't do anything. He just fucking basically held her prisoner for years. Mad. And then apparently, like he's never gone to jail with that. And apparently, he's now, he's now starting a relationship with another young lassie for the UK. Ooh. So I horrible, creepy weirdo. Doug Hutchison, his name is. I just saw a, a signal there for Hunter, one not like who. There's one each. One each. It's going to get no oh, different VM. Uh, oh, well, it looks on site, to be fair. I don't see how that's going to get really both. No, that's all. Waiting on the lines. Do you think so? It looks on my squint or something. Oh, no, he is. You're, you're the one that's wearing glasses, Sean. So. <laughs> I, no, I can see it now. He's all fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, how, how swiftly we went out of... Uh, uh, Doug Hutchison being an onser straight into the football, not even a second thought in between. We're so used to it now, all these fucking creepy actors. It's almost like there's a pattern here. <clears throat> male actors, they're all fucking creeps. Well, what, That's what what name in general? Male actors are all creeps. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just, see men, right? And they're like, obviously, we're all right. 
and there's loads and loads of <laughs> loads of people who are all right. You see men in general, they are fucking vile. I know. Agreed. Right. Like they really are. I mean weird. This, this film sort of shows it. These are there's real people that are like that that do these fucking horrible things. Like men are just fucking yeah. dicks. We should just say uh, it would be nice if no more men were born. <laughs> just for a while. Just for like a, a, a wee while. I mean, just have a generational cull so there's no like next generation of men. And then we can try and teach the next ones when they come back. Well, the, the yeah, next generation the next generation are, are called Generation Alphas. That'll be interesting. Aye, make them all women. The world will be better. And then the, when it's the next generation after that is betas, so make the men the betas and the women the alphas. The men are only allowed um, to come back if the ones that are still here do a good enough job convincing the women to let us come back. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what I don't like, it should be easy enough for like men to not be abusive, rapists, murderers, bullies. Just be nice. Just That's, be nice. I don't understand. Just be nice. Just be a nice person. And you can't even say like something like that, oh, it's the way somebody's born or it's the way somebody's wired. Like, if that was the case, you'd expect an equal proportion of women to be the exact same and they're not. Correct. It's all men. It's always us. I wish well, there I would... are some arsehole women out there, like, don't get me wrong, but just men in general. This is like loose women, guys. I know. <laughs> <laughs> we hate men. Our last episode was all about talking about how good looking men were and now we're into we hate men so this has been a right transition in the space of a week <laughs> Oh, an hour This is from the illusion the illusion that we spend weeks in between The illusion is, is that men are nice people men are not nice people No, it's like and the thing is, there's nothing we can do about it. We didn't want to be better. See, like, do you know what's really, really, it's horrible, right? But see, like, if you're walking down the street, right, and you could be the nicest guy in the world, it's Mm -hmm. dark, you're walking home for the shop, and there's a lassie who's walking the the same, like, she's walking towards you. You could be the nicest guy in the world, and that lassie could just feel uncomfortable because some other fucking crackpot in some other place in the world has abducted a woman and fucking whatever else. And because of that, we get tarred with the same brush as cunts at that. That's, that's, that's horrible. You all right there, Sean? Aye. Oh, yeah, men, men need to be better, eh? Yes. Yeah. Be better, guys. Be better. Men be better. Is that the name of the episode? If See, there's anything that you're going to take for this recording, just be better. Just be better. To all four of you out there listening, please be better. Yeah, that's all we ask. <laughs> Dave, Dave, be better. <laughs> Dave, be better. So let Sean get outside and go and get his leg over. Um, see if you're the best, though. What would your last meal be? Oh, I knew that was going to be the question. I've been thinking about this since we started recording. <laughs> My starter would be patty and crackers. Here's how we'll do it. We'll go around everyone and get everyone's starters. Uh, right, and oh, decide, yeah, there you go. Let's vote on the best starter and we'll come up with an ultimate meal here. There you go. I've, I've put a wee twist on it, Hunter. 
Oh, I, I do like that, yes. So what kind of party, hot, Sean? Duck? What were you going to call me there? Hot? You went hot. Nearly said hot. It would just be your bog standard chicken liver party, probably. And just whatever crack, or maybe an oat, uh, uh, an oat cake, whatever's there. But party. And a wee, a wee bit of salad as well. I think otherwise I would go with some sort of like dim sum, some little like Chinese dumplings. An assortment of little Chinese dumplings would be my starter. Delicious. I think for me, I'd go down the, the down some like hot wings, like crispy hot wings. No, That's what you want before me. death. Yeah, yeah. Like, uncomfortably hot. A kilo of <laughs> buffalo hot wings with blue cheese dip. I mean, Kyle's definitely going to hell, so he's getting prepared there. Like. <laughs> I'm, I'm sad. I'll see you guys there. <laughs> <laughs> what right, were you, Bunzi? Um, my, um, my stuff isn't going to go well again. I'm just thinking of three separate meals to have. So I'm going to have nachos. I like, I love nachos. So I'm going to have uh, chicken so nachos with all, the, with all the stuff on top of it. Just everything. Just for it. Even so, even some jalapenos too. If I'm feeling extra, kill. After when you first beat them, and I was when I was in New York to allow me to get a subway because I was at home over. Have we told you that this? I feel like I've told this story before, where uh, Bernsey was hanging at his arse and he was choking to eat a subway, and I was the one, only one that was able to get up and move around. So I told him that he could. I went to the subway and I got him his meal, but I decided to buy a huge tub full of jalapenos. And they uh, told Bunsy that he had to eat the tubby jalapenos first before I would give him the subway. <laughs> did he? I did that. He did that. <laughs> he was sitting there sweating profusely. Oh. As, as, is he stuffing more in? Pat <laughs> drinking pap because of the jalapenos, but oh, nah, that is one of my favourite things. So, um, I'd have that's some a perfect example. Of a men being cunts there. Yes. <laughs> well, to be fair, it was... Be better. That day, we, we were supposed to be going to Madison Square Garden to get tickets for the basketball. And the, the two boys that I was with there refused to leave the hotel room for a whole 24 hours in New York. So I went to Madison Square Garden. It was sold out. So I then went up Empire State and stuff myself. Just kicked her in New York for a whole day myself as they lay in bed. Disappointing, Bonzi. I don't like you, to be honest. Three days and three days or four days I found spent in New York and Burns has spent at least 24 hours in his bed. <laughs> That's shite. That's embarrassing. You need to power through these things, man. You just need to get up and go. Yeah. I was jet lagged. <laughs> jet lagged. Get the fuck. <laughs> like, I, was I was off party out for the first night. I just no game as he started yet. Oh, fuck I sorry. Oh, I did, I said I, a big kilo of buffalo wings with blue cheese. Oh, there. I did, I. Sorry. What's your main course, Sean? Uh, fuck. Uh, I'm going to go for steak and sausage pie with some baby potatoes, broccoli, carrots, and cauliflower. Nice. That's it. You've been asked this question before. You had that answer. No, I just love steak and sausage pie. 
Steak sausage pie. Fair enough. Daniel. But it has to be pork sausages. Pork sausages, but beef steak. Yep. Yep. I. <laughs> that sounds good, actually. I might get very similar to Sean. I love a steak pie as well, man. Like a proper good steak pie. Uh, yeah, but instead, I would sauce. have I would have dolphin wild potatoes and roast potatoes. And I'd have green beans. So I'd have a different veg and stuff for you. But I would have, I like the idea of a really good steak pie as my main. So I'd, I'd, I'll add green beans into mine as well. I forgot about green my beans. beans. My green bean fan, like, uh, lovely. Oh, see, I, I, I don't know for me, like, because my first thought is like a, like a really good mac and cheese. Because you kind of beat a mac and cheese, but I'm definitely lactose intolerant now, so I reckon that would be disastrous for the people putting me on the chair. Um, there would be shite absolutely everywhere. <laughs> and if and if Percy's no wet the sponge, it'll be stinking shite day because it'll be getting fried at the same time. Oh, um, I'm going to be dead boring with my mains. Um, my absolute favourite thing to eat would just be a nice katsu chicken curry. That is boring. That is boring. Uh, I think I would. I think I'd want a sirloin steak with chips and loads of veg. Like I'm, I'm quite. I don't. There's not many veg I don't like. So wait, it's your last meal, and you're not even going to splurge the extra three quid for the filling. <laughs> I want what? an inferior steak. <laughs> <laughs> that's just kind of steak. I would. That's just kind of steak. I would He's got salt bay bringing it out though, and putting the fucking salt <laughs> there. That's that's where the extra money's coming for. <laughs> Uh, but no, I'm not no fussive. Like, there's all, pretty much like all kind of veg, so I wouldn't go into all the kind of veggies that I would have with it. I would just let them fling everyone on the plate. I'm going to be only going to have your last meal once, so just fill me up. Fill me up. That's that's your modern life. <laughs> fill me up. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hunter. Tomahawk steak cooked in some garlic butter. Some proper triple cooked chunky steak chips and some sauteed mushrooms and some roasted tomatoes on the vine. Oh, that sounds like pre rehearsed. Like, that was flawless. Oh, I, I said, I'm thinking about this since we started recording. <laughs> <laughs> Does that sound like I was a waiter coming to take your order at Miller? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, I'm like, well, I will, I'll just pay for the, the sunlight and I'll take for I'll pay for the red wine. I'll take. Bungie's so long that he's the water. I was going to say, can you imagine we all had our last meal together, we've all ordered, and Bungie's little sirloin comes and your big fucking tomahawk steak comes. Your last meal's just disappointment. I'm leaving room for all my veg and my dessert, that's all. Oh, dessert. Now this is a big one. I'm going to be controversial on dessert. What are you going for, Sean? Uh, so I'm torn between two. I'll give you the two I'm torn between. I'm torn between profiteroles. Oh, just chocolate fudge cake with pouring cream and a wee bit of ice cream. But since it's my last meal, I'm going to have both of them. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna almost forgo dessert and have a cheese board. Oh, you stole my idea. <sighs> I mean, if I was to go for something actually sweet, I love a, a, a very good cheesecake. I'd probably want some sort of delicious cheesecake, but no, uh, an actual cheese board, I'd prefer that to something sweet. I'm more of a savoury guy. You're the same, Hunter? Aye. 
you gave me that cheese board and a nice bottle of red to accompany it, and I'll die a happy oh, man. Definitely, that's me. That's why I'd want to go out. Really two of the most, you just must be two of the poshest boys to ever be on death row. <laughs> <laughs> Your cheese board and red wine. <laughs> Oh, for, for my dessert, like, I, I would have had that set, but then Sean said uh, gulab jamins before, and they are amazing, but that that would be a close a close second for me. But my, my, my first one is, and it has to be made in a certain way, and I say made, just two items put together in a certain way, but you have to have a really, really hot, piping hot bowl of custard. Oh, my God. Right? But to go with it, you need... A big slab of caramel shortbread that's been in the fridge for at least a day, and then you Very put specific. the cold. You, know, you have to have it this way. Then you put the cold shortbread in the hot custard, and it's it's just perfect for eating at that point. Absolute perfect. I think I'm I'm willing to bet you're the only person in the whole world that does that. Oh, I, every time I tell somebody, they're like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" <laughs> That's like pre-planning what you're going to have for your dessert the day before. Like, I need oh, to... you have to. If you, but I'm a, I'm a bit, like for me, chocolate, biscuits, jaffa cake, shortbread, all has to go in the fridge. Aye, I do agree on that, but mm-hmm. I don't agree with a 24-hour incubation period. Like, <laughs> oh, no, have... no, I, can't, I can't have my caramel shortbread yet. I've still got eight hours left in the cold, cooling process. Yeah, <laughs> you have to have it on the, the, the middle shelf as well. The top shelf's too high, middle shelf's too cold. Just <laughs> have to be specific here. And if somebody nudges the temperature gauge on the inside of the fridge and sets it off a little bit, you're either adding or taking away time. I'd go with some red velvet cake with ice cream and some strawberries to go with it as well. Oh. Grab it to die. Well, you'll have all that extra space for your wee so long anyway, Bunsy, so go wild with the strawberries. (laughs) My main course is the smallest meal of the three because I've had my nachos and then my two two desserts together. (laughs) And what would your juice be to, to go with your your meal. Oh. Six tiny tenants. <laughs> room temperature. Room temp, please. Not out of the fridge for the tenants, but they have to be in a tin. Don't pour them in a glass. If you pour them in a glass when it's room temp, it tastes funny. Aye, that's what makes it taste funny. <laughs> if we're going non-alcoholic for my last Aye. meal, because it gives me a nostalgic feeling of going for dinners at my grand's house, I would want slurf. You Did see that Schlur is being discontinued along with WKD. Is it? Yeah. The oh, same, they're part of the same manufacturer, so they've stopped. I'm sure it's the February 27th that they stopped producing. Get stocked up. Uh, I should get stocked up. I would go for a three-pint glass of Dr. Pepper. Just a big fucking three-pinter with ice. With ice. Loads of ice. Uh, I would go fresh orange and lemonade, just tons of pints of that. Uh, so see, I like that. <laughs> no, no, no. It's different. I'm with Burnsy. Fresh orange and lemonades. Mm-hmm. Rough ice as well. Yes. That's my that's hangover. Hangover cure of that. A fresh yeah. pint of fresh orange and lemonade. Yeah. But for the last meal, it would need to be full sugar iron brew, a glass bottle. No, the 1901 stuff, but 
three sugar packs and iron brew. Glass bottle. Uh, so wait, wait. For your last meal, you want us to create a time machine? Yes. He wants his tomahawk steak for a cow that was butchered in 1984. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we if we, we get the the special request that I was reading about this story a while back, actually, what I said, I was watching it on YouTube about a guy that asked for as as part of his final meal that he got to watch the entire Lord of the Rings series uh, trilogy back to back. So he had eleven hours extra. Fair play. Yep. So I'd do that, but um, for me, I just put Moneyball on three times in a row. Wow. <laughs> Only masturbate the second time. <laughs> there'd, be, there'd be not a drop left in me by the end of it. <laughs> oh man. Well, we've, we've taken like a twenty-minute segue there on food. We spoke, we, we spoke more passionately about that than we have done in any movie of recent times. That's for sure. Yeah, especially last week's one. Last week's one, eh? Yeah. Are we, oh, we have trivia. Do we have trivia? Yes, we do. I had some there. Uh, I've mentioned ones already. Um, according to Stephen King, he called this the film to be the single most faithful adaptation of his work. Yes, it definitely is. It's exactly the same. He's had over 40 movies made as well from his work, and this is the, the most accurate one. Um, there was 15 mice used in this movie, and each of them were spent months being trained to do different tricks. 14 of them got stood on for that one scene. <laughs> that was just fucking Doug Hutchison shouting, cut, made a mistake, next. <laughs> um... It says here, Tom Hanks accepted the role of Paul as a favour to Frank Darabont after he turned him down for the role of Andy Dufresne for Shawshank Redemption. Oh. So he turned that down so that he could be Forrest Gump. That worked out well for everybody because yeah. Tim Dobbins is the perfect person to do that. He's done nothing good before or since, which is great <laughs> in that one movie. Yes. Uh, John Coffey was um, the, the struggle to find the right actor for it. And obviously we said that the, the, the approach Shaquille O'Neal and Fing Rames, but it was Bruce Willis that then uh, suggested Michael Clark Duncan after starring with him in Armageddon. Nice. Bruce Willis, the fact. And the last thing here is that there was, uh, through the Stephen King movies that were adapted, um, this was the only movie to have broken the $100 million mark at the US box office until it came out in 2017. There you go. There's like a Stephen King renaissance going on there. I wouldn't be surprised to see like four or five of his things made into films in the next few years. Let's get scoring then. Daniel, we'll come to you first. Um, I don't think it's perfect, but I do love it. So a 4.75. 4.75. Sean? A 4 for me. 4. Hunter? 4.5. Burnsy? 4.75. Oh. 4.75. I'll give it a clean 5, guys. I don't see anything wrong with it at all. 
Lovely. Shocking that we're all on the same page here. We've usually got a two flung in there. <laughs> it's a long time since we've all been over the four, is it not? Yeah, it must be. Well, what was the was it not the last one we watched at the the bees? Was that no one we were all quite high scored as well? Uh, but there was always like Burnsy never liked the big short. Sean didn't like Black Swan. Like there was always somebody that didn't like it. What does that do to the overall scoring, Burnsy? That's a uh, four point six. Four point six. Um, surprisingly, puts that that puts it joint seventh on the leaderboard. Wow! I'm actually shocked we've got so many movies above that. So I thought that was going top three at first. Where these scores coming in? Well, they might <laughs> even give a five to push it up. Uh, it's joining seven on seven. That's, that's amazing. Uh, six is Silence of the Lambs. Five is Spider Man No Way Home. Four is Parasite. Three is The Shining. Two is Twelve Angry Men. And Goodfellas is still sitting pretty at the top. One of these things is not like the others. We need to get that sorted. Aye, absolutely. We should get Silence of the Lambs down a bit. We've still got No Country for Old Men sitting there in the top eight. That has to get shot. We need to get that done, like. Well, at the end of these 10, will we do another reshuffle of a, an up and down? Because I still think, see when we got the end of the year thing with Spotify, I think that was our most listened to episode. We've never done it since. <laughs> because we're morons, we've got no idea what we're actually doing. Nah. Well, I've remembered to do the scoring before I see us out, guys, but that does bring us to the end of this recording. Uh, as morons bid you, farewell. Yeah. Catch it. See ya. Happy New Year. <laughs> Sean's just left. <laughs> <laughs> He's just fucking out of there as soon as he could. He does say he was making dinner. Sorry I don't speak moron as well as you, but let me try. What the hell is supposed to do, you moron? It's a moron. That's not against the law. Gun! You fucking moron. Stop like Batman. Because he is Batman, you moron. What are you, a fucking moron? Ah! You moron. Drop dead. Moron. Prepare, you morons. Stepping morons like yourself. Be down, you moron. Hey, moron. Bid you farewell and good luck, morons. Bye.